Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. Oh, snap. No, they didn't. A boneless rib sandwich. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Uh, let me say this before we get you updated on what's going on with the Hawks. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Thank you for listening to Atlanta's number one sports station. It's number one sports show. Um, the, the Chargers, Mike, are hiring, okay, director of player personnel's name's Joe Hortez okay. as their new general manager. He's been with the Ravens for like a decade, all right? And I only want to kind of shake this out because as we talk about Raheem Morris and the staff and all this stuff that how it's playing out for the Falcons, so the, he's going to be hired from the Ravens to the Chargers. Now, hello, John works for the Ravens. Jim is his brother. Jim just got a job with the Chargers. Who do you think told Jim about this guy? Who do you think told Jim? Ooh, 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 Mr. Qatar. That we got a guy in the building that's helped us build championship caliber teams, Mike. Right. He's great at personnel. He's the director of personnel. You need to talk to him. Right. So he's going to get hired. And the point is, when we hear about guys, whether you know it's Raheem or somebody else, we saw this with Arthur Smith. We saw it with Dan Quinn. Mike, you go with guys that you're familiar with. Right. Jim is trusting his brother to say, here's a guy that I've worked with for X amount of years, and look at our teams, and look what he's done. And Jim's like, great, let me talk to him. And now the Chargers are going to hire him. Right, and even without the Harbaugh to Harbaugh connection, I think anytime you're you're taking something from an organization, and look, I get it, they've been coming up short of late, but we always talk about Ozzie Newsom, the culture, the bill, you know, what they do there, the kind of players they draft, you know, the playing personality, that's, that's what you want. So, yeah, it makes perfect sense. But you said it. Guys always go with the dudes they know. Yeah, they feel comfortable. And I just think, like, if it's my brother, I feel even more comfortable. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, know? <laughs> you really can't argue that. I mean, hey, what do you think? Oh, look, right again. We play. By the way, uh, Oren, I'm going to blindside. You got that Harbaugh audio where he's talking about his uh, – the interview they did with Harbaugh talking about his new team in L.A.? That would be funny if you had it. Um, but, yeah, I, I was getting a kick out of Harbaugh. It kind of like sounded like a fanboy, right, when they were talking about his new uh, his new pieces out there in Los Angeles. I guess he's going to win over his uh, win over the hearts and minds of the troops. Yeah, I, I we'll hear it in a second here. Yeah. Um, I want to mention DeAndre Hunter's injury designation, and this is the news for the Hawks, and I don't know how big of a deal it is for you. But Hunter is questionable for tomorrow night's game against Los Angeles. Mike, uh, we'll be down in State Farm. Uh, Lakers mm. come in. We'll be down there on Friday as well as Phoenix and Kevin Durant come in. But but I'll say this. Like, I didn't know when to expect him back. I had no expectations <clears throat> for DeAndre Hunter. Right knee inflammation. But for the first time since December, he is questionable. All right, DeJounte Murray, right hamstring tightness. He's also questionable. But while we're talking about the Hawks, if you missed it last night, and I know we're all about the NFL, and rightfully so with the NFC and AFC mm. championship games, Hawks did win Last second game winner against Toronto, and they almost blew it, but Sadiq Bay to the rescue. 
Jalen looks, goes into the backcourt to Trey. It's down now to six. Trey comes across. Trey drives. Trey's layup off the glass and no good. Jam back in. It's jammed back in by Sadiq Bay. And the Hawks take the lead. 126 to 125. Toronto has no timeout. They get it in play. Wara, he's going to run out of time. And that's it. It's over. And the Hawks win. <laughs> Man, it was right up there. Next thing you know, Quinn Snyder's running on the court like Jim Valvano. It was Carl crazy. NC State beat Houston. Just like Lorenzo Charles flushing in 83 <laughs> against those Cougars. Yeah, I mean, look, great that you were able to uh, beat a team that's actually worse than you in the NBA right now. And Luka Doncic scores 73 okay. points. And that's the thing. You had to go there, huh? With all due respect to the Hawks. You had to go you know, there. We never apologize for a dub, but. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. We're in the building on Friday. That was ugly. And I just, it's like a joke. I mean, I know you don't play defense, and it's funny. I was like, man, I guess we could use DeAndre Hunter because he'd shut him down. He'd shut down Luka. But, I mean, it just, it's so aggravating to watch this team, and nobody puts Luka on his ass. I mean, it's, it, like, it's, it's like an exhibition game. Of course they give him a continuation. It's Doncic. Why wouldn't they give him a continuation? Luka's chucking it from half court. I mean, it just – I felt – and you, if you were there, you're lucky enough you saw history. You saw the fourth greatest single performance in NBA history scoring-wise. But you saw a Hawks team get humiliated on, on on NBA TV. Where's the Where's the sense of hey hey hey? So take the technical. Get the they put you in a locker locker room. Get you got it. You can't let a guy come into your house and do that. That's okay. I, that's what I thought. Okay. And the obnoxious strident headband for no reason. You don't have long hair, Luca. You don't need the headband. That that really grinded my gear. It's so skinny. It's not a headband. It's like a rubber band that's just been stretched out over his big old head. But that's the soccer players wear those things, too. They have, like, shoelaces around your knock. You guys guys are going in. It's very personal. Uh, And Luka Doncic (laughs) scores 73 points. Let let me say this, Mike. You're, You're absolutely right, but let me ask you this question. Who's that guy on this team? Yeah. We don't have one. You ain't got that guy. I've told you guys this about this particular team. The makeup of this team is the issue. The construction of who is that guy? I totally agree with you. If I should have been able to look down at the end of the bench, Mike, and been like, okay, look, he's got 41 at the at the half. I need you for a hard foul, okay? Who's that guy? You I'll, guys tell me. Well, we got to go get, uh, you know the high school, Carl, the pride of Fox Tech, most <laughs> recently at Huracanas de Tampico. Somewhere in this world, Ivan Johnson is waiting for that phone call. And we go get – seriously, you need – we need some old-school thuggery right now. We need a goon. Well, I, I, I need I, a guy I, to just say, hey, Luca, pow! There you go, right in the nuts. There's your 73. Yeah, but, but here's the deal. I, I, there, there's something to be said about watching a great performance, right? And B did this the other night. Right. Nobody put him on his butt either. Well, no, who's going to put him B okay? on his butt? He's but, as big as a house. But, but that's the point. I mean, like, at the end of the day, where's your self-respect to say, look, I know you're having a good night, but this ain't going down the night in our house. Right. And we just don't have a dude that's like – that guy. So you saw it. And, and Quinn Snyder, by the way, we're talking about the Luca performance. Oh, Quinn Snyder doubled and tripled team. It didn't matter, well, Mike. Well, he did wait about 41 minutes and really told well, the double. Until he had 41. Yeah. I mean, after just, half. Let right. me ask you this, though. Do we have a coach who kind of inspires that, too, where you would say, hey, if you play for Quinn Snyder, you know that he's going to ask you to go and do something like that? Like, I don't know if Quinn is that guy. No, if somebody's out there getting yeah. 70-something points, if Quinn's going to be that guy to challenge somebody to go out there and knock somebody on their ass. That's a good point. I mean, there's just nobody on this team that was – there's nobody that dressed that could do that other than maybe Capella. That's I don't think Capella could do that. And Nate would be a guy that would maybe look at it from a more of an old-school OG kind of way. But even that, I don't know if Nate would have pulled that. It's just – guys, you just got humiliated. I think Nate would have. I think he would. 
Nate was a, a tenacious defensive I mean, player. I don't know we didn't I, play defense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Nate, he would Nate might ask somebody to do it, but who's going to do it? You know? I mean, this, this, this is getting to the point where, you know, uh, Garrison Matthews, maybe he could have done it. He's a three-point shooter. He's not doing it. <laughs> Patty Mills. I mean, seriously, who are you going to – oh, my God. Garrison Matthews is just clotheslined. Luca yeah. going into the paint. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not happening. I love the thought. I love where your head's at. But we just don't have that guy. We don't have those guys, that, that, that mentality. Do, yeah, thank you, Clint. We just don't, we don't have that, that mentality. No, I mean, again, I'm, I'm glad. But, uh, but by the way, when he said that and we went and played the Knicks, right. tougher – Different mentality. Solomon Hill was on that team. Solo's one of those guys, right? No, he just guys. The Hawks are soft. You know, tomorrow night Lakers come to town. See, what, I don't know if the Lakers going to get some Buckhead flu or Midtown flu, but I don't know. But uh, we'll be down there at State Farm because LeBron's in town with uh, Anthony Davis and Co. There's still more persistent rumors. Now, again, the, the, if you're watching or reading ESPN, Carl or NBA.com, it just everyone's linking us to trading Dejounte to the Lakers, and even with the Brooklyn Nets involved, we get crap. We get nothing back. Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing that makes you a better team right now. Because say what you want about how it didn't work with uh, DeJounte Murray. You take him off the roster, there's another 20-some-odd points a night going out the door. We'll see where this goes. The good news is, told you I had some Hawks news, uh, <laughs> DeAndre Hunter, uh, again, questionable for tomorrow night's game. So hopefully right. he can make his way back. Listen, And Luka Doncic <sighs> scores 73 points. Uh, that, was, that was tough. It was tough to watch. You know, for a while there, DeAndre mm. Hunter was actually playing more games than Zion, but now Zion is actually playing more games than DeAndre. You saying he's always hurt? Yes, I'm saying he's always hurt. <laughs> really? Yep. What yeah. a loser. Oh, come on. Come on. That was, that was Zion, Steve. Yep. Yep, let's see here. Last time we saw our boy, uh, 12, December 20th uh, for our DeAndre Hunter. Mm. What a loser. Okay. That's Steve out of content. Yes, it was. 404, he was talking about Zion. 404-726-0929 is our Solomon Brothers uh, Diamond Text Line. You can tell us what you think, but uh, a couple of games at home this week. Mm. We'll see what happens, but Mike's right. I mean, th- this is part of the issue, and you can tell me, well, you know what, uh, that, that's dirty. Okay, right. but he just dropped the fourth best single scoring performance in the history of the in your building, and that that is something that, yeah. again, I, and Mike, maybe we're out of tune. Because I just think, you know, you got to take some pride in that. I'm not telling you to take somebody out, but can we make it as difficult as possible? You go watch those highlights. There was times Luka went to the basket. Right. He, two Hawks ran into each other. He's laying yeah. it up. I mean, you could, you could, there was a sequence that you just mentioned at half court. You could play the Benny Hill theme, you know, with us on defense. So it's just frustrating. I mean, you just – you and I were talking about this. I mean, I, triple team him for crying out loud, right? See if Hardaway can keep hitting threes. Somebody. But, I mean, I would just – you know, when somebody's having a night like that. But it also shows you the, the lack of depth of this roster, the lack of size, the lack of athleticism. I mean, the, all the things you need we don't have. We got a bunch of three-point shooters, and we got – it just – it's frustrating. It's That's embarrassing. Hey, real quick uh, – <laughs> Is it embarrassing? It's embarrassing. You got you. Anything? Is it embarrassing? Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> no, the good news is the average. The most Hawks fans. Don't, I mean, at this point, it's like what? I mean, what do you expect? What do you expect? There's no miracle trade unless you're going to dive into that exemption, which is twenty three million dollars in the uh, trade when you jumped uh, John Collins. It's possible. Yeah. I'm, yeah, man. You and me can go to the moon this year, too. It's oh, possible. my goodness gracious. <laughs> can I give you a number real quick before you continue to go Lay in? It on I, me. Like, I like it when you're going in like this. Uh, DeAndre Hunter has played 230 games out of a possible 410. There you go. Ability and availability. Look, I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again. They are so far removed 
from May and June, or I should say May of 2021 in the run to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. It's like ancient history. And if the Hawks don't get it in gear, they're going to be ancient history because no one's going to show up. So I, I, like, I'm begging these guys, do something. Landry Fields, you know, everybody, you know, Corver, you know, wrestler's kid, somebody, come up with something that can improve this team. You know, because otherwise the other option is nuclear option, which is fire sailing it. And then Trey's going to demand a trade at some point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you say fire sale, fire sale, fire sale? <laughs> no, because right now Trey's like, well, let's see. I'm definitely I'm, – I'm not starting in the backcourt for the All-Star team. Uh, nobody likes me around the league. And, again, I'm getting no juice from the team because the team is terrible. That's why no one considers you for the All-Star game because no one thinks a good player on a bad team gets the juice. It's the way it is. Anyway, hey, on the positive side, <laughs> pitches and catches report in 59 days. <laughs> We can look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. It, uh, listen, yeah. We, we, this is the frustration that's coming out. Seriously. Right. This is this is a, because we thought we would be better and mm-hmm. the team was going to be better constructed. We did. And now you get to the point. February 8th is the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. The, the Hawks have like 19 home games left. I'm just telling you, the season, you, you think the season is like far from being over. Dude, we're right here. We're about to be in this push in the spring, Mike, right. where teams are going to take it to the next level. Playoff positioning and all of that is going to start to play a role. And what, what are we doing? 19 and 27 right now. We're in the last of the play-in spots at 10. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's really frustrating. And, by the way, when you beat Toronto, they're the, the coldest team right now in the NBA. They won one of their last 10. Okay. So, but, hey, uh, Chiefs, real quick, uh, some breaking news out of Kansas City. Uh, you may have seen this earlier today. Charles Omenahu, the guy that had the strip sack on, yeah. uh, on, uh, on Lamar Jackson, is not going to be able to play in the Super Bowl. Um, he is uh, jammed up, apparently, with a ACL. Oh. Torn ACL. This guy was seven sacks, by the way, in that yeah. rotation for Spagnola's defense. So that's a big one. That's a big hit for uh, Kansas City going to the Super Bowl. No, that is. That's the last thing you want. You, you, listen, you want your best players oh. out there. Uh, that's a tough one. He missed the first six games with a suspension, and he still got seven sacks, which is a high for his career. All right. Noah Menehu. Ooh. All right, guys, coming up, you're going to get a chance to hear from one of the best guys, Benjamin Albright. We're talking all things NFL. We'll get his thoughts on the games yesterday, but also the quarterback situation for us here in the ATL. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game at Odyssey.com. Fire sale it. Fire sale You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
has his home. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. We want to talk to our man, Benjamin Albright, KOA Denver NFL insider. And uh, Benjamin, one of the things that Mike and I have been talking about today is, you know, the criticism of Lamar Jackson. Uh, people, you know, are taking offense to it. Some people saying it's unfair. It's absolutely fair. But I want to get your take on what you thought about his performance and why the Ravens weren't able to do the things that we've seen them do all season long. Well, let's start with the back half of that first. I think why they weren't able to do the things they were doing all season long is they weren't doing the things they did all season long. I mean, we saw, what, three first-half runs on, uh, on on lengthy downs, on, on early downs like that. Um, they weren't running the ball. They weren't running the ball effectively, and they didn't commit to it. And uh, consequently, a lot of those things that they do that build off of that, including play action on, on deep over, uh, weren't there. And and so, you know, I think in order to win with Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to, to build a strong run game. You're going to have to show a commitment to that even when it doesn't appear appear to be uh, gashing people early and if you're able to do that it keeps you multi-dimensional it keeps defensive coordinators guessing less dialed in and, and allows him to be his best self yeah we talked about Todd Munkin's game plan you're touching on it Benjamin that just it just it didn't make a lot of sense and then later on Lamar kind of got into some decisions that were just not you know ill-advised or he was just overthrowing guys too I mean before we get to what mm-hmm. you know Zay Flowers did I just thought he was pressing well, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, you saw, what was it, two passes, I think, to the sideline, on, on the sideline there, the deep ball that was just overthrown. You saw him fire one into triple coverage. It was picked off. Um, you know, there were some – Lamar is not blameless. I mean, he's not above criticism. Um, I think there's a nuanced conversation to be had here about how the offensive game plan didn't play to his strengths, and, and he also did not play at his best. All right, uh, what about what we saw with Patrick Mahomes? It's becoming so normal, which is weird, right? That, That It shouldn't feel this way, but it does. He gets in these games, and then he does Patrick Mahomes things, and then after the game, everybody goes, oh, he was great, he was terrific, he was spectacular. It's become the norm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny with Pat Mahomes. When he was at, at Tech and, and coming out in that draft, I, you know, I compared him. I was like, man, this guy's like Brett Favre with even more mobility. He's going to be a star in this league. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's hold on the on the, the Hall of Fame comparison conversation. And the sad part is I might have undersold. Um, you know, he's more efficient than Favre ever was. But uh, but he's got a cannon. He's got mobility. And, he, you know, he certainly made us all, uh, you know, kind of kind of drop our, uh, drop our jaws from time to time, uh, you know, over the course of the last few years. Yeah, he, he makes things that would be different difficult or impossible for anybody else to see routine. And he continues to be efficient, come back in games. And they told us it was the supporting cast. Well, then he loses the offensive line and Tyreek Hill and, and all that. And he's still, you know, Pat Mahomes. I mean, this was a down year for the Chiefs and he's still Pat Mahomes. So, you know, I, I think uh, the combination of him with uh, the mind of Andy Reid has really maximized things. And, the, you know, the fact that for, for Kansas City, I think the hidden component here is the fact that the defense carried them at stretches this year when the offense was sputtering. And so they've got that at their backs, which is something they haven't always had in the Mahomes era. Yeah, Benjamin Albright, guys from KOA, NFL Insider. Yeah, it's a great point. We, we just mentioned it. They, they look lost. I mean, remember the Bills game where he's crying to uh, Josh, ja- Josh Allen about mm-hmm. the offsides call? And all of a sudden, just mm-hmm. they, it's like they just, they just get into character. So moving forward, it just, it's hard to see Brock Purdy outplaying Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, and I don't expect Brock Purdy to outplay Pat Mahomes. That said, I mean, you, you know, you've got a good 49ers team over there, and you've got a, you got a good player caller in his own right, and Kyle Shanahan, and, um, you know, obviously they've got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I, think, I think this is a good matchup. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a competitive game down in the fourth quarter. I do expect Kansas City to win it, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I think uh, – 
I think that San Francisco has more reliable receivers, obviously, but Pat Mahomes is on another planet. And, um, you know, the connection he's got with Travis Kelsey down the stretch, a guy who middle of the season, everybody was saying, look, washed. It's, it's funny how you mentioned how Kansas City gets into character. It reminds you a little bit of uh, – uh, watching the New England Patriots at the height of their their dynasty, you know they treated the first month of the season like it was the preseason tune-up games. They didn't really care about those first you know four games, and then they just got into character and started winning football games. Kansas City's kind of got a lot of that same thing going on. It's kind of like the way the Giants were with Coughlin, mm. you know, with Eli. They, they'd yeah. be absolute garbage, and then November all of a sudden they flick the switch. Well, yeah, and there's you know there's something to be said for that. I think something that we can't quantify, something we can't put in the math, you know, that, uh, that about that championship desire, that championship mentality, and knowing that when the lights are at their brightest, I've got to play my best, you know. And uh, I, you know, I, I covered a quarterback who was absolutely brutally bad for three quarters of football, and then for whatever reason managed to turn it on in the fourth in Tim Tebow. And uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. Some guys just have that. They have that gamer mentality where you know they, they, there's there's something extra to the game is on the line. If I don't pull this out, we're going to lose. And, and they dig deep and find it. This hour is brought to you by status truck and trailer repair driven by excellence, building successful partnerships. It's Dukes and bell. We're talking to Benjamin Albright about all things NFL. All right. So the 49ers erased a 17 point halftime deficit. Did you feel like they were going to in that game? It didn't feel like the way the game was going, that they were going to be able to get back into it for me. And then once it started to happen, you got the turnover, you know, you got it, it, things just started to kind of go, go downhill for them. And all of a sudden it was a completely different game, Benjamin. Well, yeah, we always say that momentum isn't a real thing, but then you see that and you're like, well, maybe, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, it, to me, I mean, it's, it, it was, it was one of those things at halftime. I'm like, man, if the San Francisco 49ers don't come out and just absolutely blow the doors off right out the gate, this is going to be over uh, while I was sitting there at halftime, you know, get myself a, a cold one. And, you know, I, it, it's, it's one of those things where I didn't, I, I'm not going to say that I was counting them out. But I was kind of like, I was at the point where I'm like, well, Detroit might actually pull this thing off. And then, you know, the wheels kind of came off and you saw it coming. One thing begets another, then you get the turnover, then you get all. And it, it, at that point, you're like, okay, San Francisco's going to win this. This is not, you know, and, and I don't know if it's the, you know, they, they had an interesting graphic on the television about the amount of playoff appearances each team had. There were seven total appearances, uh, seven total games on the Detroit Lions side versus something like 40 something on the Niners side. And I'm not sure that that was the deciding factor, but I'm sure that had something to do with it. You can get a case of the tight cheeks in moments. It's like that. It kind of felt like Detroit did. And I know I saw you on social media as Benjamin Albright joins us talking about, you know, look, if you are a coach who's aggressive and it's not even about like a referendum on analytics, he just is, that's the way he plays it, is the Lions yeah. you know, not taking the field goals. They obviously took the field goal before halftime, but the momentum, I just think sometimes, Benjamin, you got to have some situational awareness to say, look, you can take the crowd out, get it back to a three possession game. And, and they didn't do that. And obviously it cost them. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's a lot going into that. I think some people, you know, I, the math says what it says, right? But I think that there are there is situational awareness, as you pointed out. I think Dean Campbell kind of recognized, hey, look, I've got a kicker who doesn't kick outdoors. He's never kicked outdoors this season, I don't believe, uh, field goals anyway. Um, and, you know, he, he uh, badly struggles uh, beyond 45 yards. I think he's, what, a 51% kicker beyond 45 yards. So I, I think there are instances where, um, you know, you look at this and you say, well, the math might say this, but I've got a better pulse on my team and we're just, we're going to go for it. You know, that kind of thing. And the human element will never be taken out, you know, no matter how much you, you, you get the, uh, you know, you get the accountants into football, you know, they, they tried to get the uh, first day of the chemists in baseball and that didn't work. And they had the accountants in baseball. And, you know, it, it, there's still a human element to it, no matter what. And I think that Dan Campbell just errs on the side of, Hey, we're going to be aggressive. That's our identity. Uh, and for once the dice came up short. 
Benjamin, let's talk about these coaching hires. Uh, you cover a division where Jim Harbaugh now is going to be, you know, a part of that division with the Chargers. That obviously was the biggest name hire. Um, will it be the one that has the biggest and most effect next season when you talk about Harbaugh, what he's inheriting, and what he hopes to do? Well, I, I think it certainly affects a very crowded AFC, uh, you know, especially AFC West. When you look at the coaching staffs out there, you've got the, you know, obviously you got Antonio Pierce, the Raiders, but then you get Sean Payton with the Broncos and Andy Reid with the Chiefs. I mean, that's a that's a pretty tough division in terms of coaching. Uh, and then you you pair Harbaugh off with a quarterback like Herbert, who I think is undervalued because he's just had poor offensive coordinators uh, outside of Shane Steichen in his rookie year. So I, you know, I think it's a tough division. Um, I'm not, you know, the biggest hiring that I'm the biggest fan of is, is, the, is the one there in Atlanta um, with, with Raheem Morris. I've been stumping for the guy. He's, you know, he's a guy I think that didn't uh, know what he was getting into the first time he was a head coach. And, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, it was way too young for the job that he had. I think he's learned a lot over the last couple of years. And I think that much like, uh, much like Dan Quinn, players are going to love playing for him. I, I just think he's got a better acumen on football. He's been on both sides of the ball is on the offense, the defense. And uh, I think, uh, I think he's going to take an underrated Atlanta squad. And maybe, maybe put him on top of the division next year. Benjamin Albright from KOA, NFL Insider with us on the WaitFor.com hotline. So here's the question. We're just kind of kicking it around. I know we got the combine, and there's combine surprises and everything else, but do we go get it off uh, the tree, or do we get it from the barrel, as we like to say? Kirk Cousins wants 45 mil, coming off an Achilles. Do you trade for fields, or do you try to make a deal? Maybe all three of the best quarterbacks are off the board by the time we select. Yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I think you have to kind of look at that for you guys. Luckily, free agency kind of comes first, so you'll be able to kind of get a pulse you know, and figure out if you'll need to make a massive move to, you know, to move up. Uh, I wouldn't pay Cousins that kind of money. Uh, Forty-five million at thirty-six years old, coming off an Achilles, out, you know, learning a, a probably a new offense. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Um, I'm not sure that I go out and make a move for Justin Fields either. I mean, Fields is what eight and twenty-eight or something like that as a starter in the league. Um, the idea that, that it was all the supporting cast and the OC there is. Uh, not exactly accurate. Uh, Fields, most of his damage comes with his legs. It comes late when teams are in prevent. Uh, and the reason that the Bears, you know, had had such success down the stretch was the defense. The offense wasn't scoring appreciably more points. The defense was generating turnovers and getting stops. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure Fields the direction I'd go. If I were if I were the Falcons, I mean, I'd be looking at the draft, but I'd also look at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is uh, uh, at this point he'd be a bridge quarterback, but he's going to be playing on a vet minimum deal next year because he's going to try and stick the Broncos for everything and, uh-huh. and not get it hit with the offset. So, you know, you can get a bridge quarterback with veteran experience cheap and kind of, you know, take your time in the draft, see if something falls in your lap. Uh, and maybe you're not on the big three. Maybe maybe a Bo Nix or a J.J. McCarthy appeals to you a little bit more after you go through the scouting process. So I think you're in an actionable position. I don't think you have to jump the gun on anything. And I'm not sure I, I move a bunch of assets, whether that's cash or, or draft picks, to get Fields or Cousins. You, I know you're there in Denver. Sean Payton said after the season, I'm just curious where you're at on this or maybe you know. He was like, we hadn't made a decision on Russ. Have they made a decision? No, they made the decision when they benched him with two games to go, and he was top five in the NFL in touchdown passes. Well, Led the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks, led the NFL in game-winning drives. Sean Payton didn't personally like Russell Wilson. He wore that on his sleeve. He, he set Russ up for failure, and you, and you can see it. I mean, the Broncos, uh, they scored a little bit on the scripts, but they were 29th and 31st in scoring in the second and third quarters and number one in the NFL in scoring in the fourth quarter huh. when they let Russ cook, so, and, and that was the thing. Sean Payton just couldn't coexist with him. So, Benjamin, they're going to take that hit. Yeah, yeah, they'll, take, they'll, they'll probably use a post-June 1 designation, but they're going to take the hit. All right. And because you're out there and we were, we're looking at it from afar, we always felt that, man, I thought he was – Pete Carroll was the bad guy in Seattle. Just everybody just takes shots at Russ from former teammates to, to teammates in real time. What do you make of it? 
Well, it's it's a it's a several fold thing. I mean, Russ's personality is what I call toxic positivity. Like it's positivity <laughs> even when it's not believable. You know, you're in the third quarter of a game, you're getting blown out by four scores, and he's yeah, we got this, guys. No, we don't. We don't got it. Yeah. You know, and I think people wanted to see uh, some of that out of Russ that you just never do. He stays in that mode all the time. It's it's like his life philosophy, you know. And I don't think that level of positivity works all the time. Um, and then there's his personality in a locker room. You know, he grew up. Uh, with a bit of a different background than some of the other guys. And so he doesn't you know, necessarily fit in culturally, I think, in a lot of cases. Um, I think there was an arrogance to Russ. He's not blameless. You know, when he left Seattle, he wanted to turn himself into Drew Brees. He thought he was one of the greatest quarterbacks of this generation. And, you know, they tried that. It didn't work. Um, there's a very narrow set of parameters in which Russell Wilson is absolutely excellent. And then there's these other things that other quarterbacks are good at that he's just not. And so if you, if you set him up in the way that he's good, you can, you can have a lot of success, but when you try to shoehorn him into other things, it doesn't work. And the Broncos found that out the painful way. Great stuff. As always, appreciate your time, Benjamin Albright. uh, Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Take care guys. All right. Uh, Yeah. One of our regular guests and always gives a great perspective. I think that's fascinating. I love that line. Uh, (laughs) Toxic positivity about Russell Wilson, Carl. It's a great line. You know, let's ride. <laughs> so, and by the way, now we have theories. Everybody out there has got their guy. Whether you think we can get him in the draft or not, or you like Cousins, you say I'm not paying a guy 45 mil, or you don't like Fields. And there'd be some guys out there that would say, you know, in, a, in the right team with a lot of pieces, you know, Russell Wilson did not embarrass himself when you really do the deep dive into the numbers. There was a, there was a patch of rough football, then got it back on track. And then Go they Broncos did. country. Let's ride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> And then you heard it from the man in Denver, and then Sean Payton started playing mind games at the end over the money, so they would get jammed up. You told me they're remaking Roadhouse. Yeah, they already did. Matter of fact, Amazon wants to put it right on Amazon. Director's like, can we put it in a theater? And they're like, no. So uh, why would you remake a classic with Patrick Swayze, Ben Gazzara as Brad Wesley? It was a mercy killing, Dalton. No, not really. Um, Man's search for faith, that sort of I do love Kelly Lynch naked. That was great in the first one. So, worst remake, 404-726. Worst remake. 0929. I love the original Rollerball. Chris has never seen the original with James Conn, dystopian future, super game where everyone gets killed. It was good. Then they remade it, and it sucked. It was terrible in early 2000s. So, I'm going to go with Rollerball's my my, my most hated remake. How about that? Worst remake, 404-726-0929. They remade Road... road, House. Roadhouse. I, I'm going to go with Total Recall. Did not like the remake. Loved yeah. the original. Right. Hated the remake. A Total Recall. Okay. And it's like you almost wish they could have taken the special effects from that Colin Farrell sure. piece of crap and put it on Schwarzenegger's yeah, movie. Yeah, because when you watch the original, it's like, really? As right. the faces are outside. Oh! <laughs> All right. Coming back with your calls. Worst remake. It's Dukes and Bell. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Last call. One last call for alcohol. Your chance to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. 404-726-0929, worst remake. We're talking movies. Mike mentioned in Guy Talk today that Roadhouse has been remade and is going to be released. I guess it already is on Amazon. Polar bear fell on me. <laughs> Roadhouse. Uh, but Mike is not having it tonight. Mike just told me something that he needs to share with you. Wait, what did I just tell you that I got to share with you? It, oh, oh, with the listener. Yes. Yeah, Guy hit us up on Twitter, and he said, Anchorman 2, sir, that is not a remake. That is a sequel. You got to know the difference. You guys are coming. You're college educated. Well, you better be. There's, this, there's, there's sequels. We're not talking sequels. Terrible remakes. Terrible remakes. In other words, there was a great movie, and then some lazy hack in Hollywood, some producer said, let's remake it. Yes. You know, just like remaking a hit. You know, you got an audience for it. All right. Let's, Thank you. Yes. I'm, Mike's, I'm, Mike, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of what I was supposed to be remembering. <laughs> Well, you were like, that's not a remake. <laughs> H, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man. Man, look here, Mike. Go ahead and get me because I was going to say coming to America, bro. It's a sequel. But you didn't, no, I forgot sequel. my educational value. <laughs> so I'll call you back tomorrow on the next one. Yeah, right, we're going to give you a C minus on that. We appreciate your listenership. Yeah, that's, that's a sequel. That, that, that's a sequel. That was a tough movie to get through, too. Which one? This, this, the the remake. Oh, uh, stop. Sequel. It was funny. No, but you liked it. You it was so bad. It. You didn't count. love it. Uh, yeah, no, I, lo- I I had no issues with it. I don't know what you guys were expecting. Well, more than th- that. It was 88 when the damn movie well, came well, out. I had 30 years to write a script. I mean, come on. Carl, uh, it was horrible. No, it was not. Carl. It was what made it horrible. Uh, the acting, the writing, the producing, the screenplay. Okay, so so what did you expect? An Oscar for the movie? I mean, it's supposed Something to be funny. Like, the first one is one of the best comedies of all time. Yeah. Come on, now. Yeah. yeah, and it was 30 years ago. Jim, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man. What's up, man? Hey, man. Hey, so uh, technically not necessarily a remake. It's a TV show to movie adaptation, but it's the same story, so I think it still counts. Avatar The Last Airbender, M. Night Shyamalan, was mm. awful. Yeah. Everything about it was bad. Yeah, that Hated movie. It. Oh, that Great movie TV show, terrible sucked. movie. Yeah. Netflix is doing a remake series. Mm. They are. Hopefully that makes up for it. Yeah, mm. I didn't know what the source material was for that because I, I wasn't aware, but that movie was horrible. You know what's interesting? Um, Dune. The first uh, crack at it was back in the 80s. Carl didn't have the special effects to really do it. And it was terrible. And uh, Dennis Villeneuve has done an amazing job. I mean, it's just part two's coming. Part out. two's coming out March first. Can't wait. Yeah, Dune is the the remake of that was right. good. Sweet. What's the uh, worst remake, man? For you, hey man. Hey man. Uh, first, I want to make two quick comments. Uh, your last guest, that uh, Benjamin Albright, was that his name? Yes, Correct. sir. What wonderful insight. I really like hearing that guy. I hope we can hear him more. The other thing is, I'm tired of the producers pimping Taylor Swift at all these Kansas City games. Please. It's all about football. It's not about her. If I want to see her, I'll go buy a ticket. Anyway, um, the remake thing, The Flight of the Phoenix, the original with James Stewart yes. and uh, what, Hardy Kruger and them, 
that was the best. The second one they made, not so good. Anyway, yeah. thanks, guys. Love your show. I mean, and they basically did it almost like scene by scene. It was almost identical. But Jimmy Stewart, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes models. They're not real planes. He makes model airplanes. That's the <laughs> I've got a that's crazy anyway, but yeah, that's in the air. And then they made the remake with uh, Quaid. Quaid. Who was, was, was Dennis Quaid? Yep, Dennis Quaid. Okay. Yep. Chris, what's the not worst? Rand, not Randy Quaid. Not Randy Quaid. Crapper's full. <laughs> yeah, Dennis Quaid. Uh, Chris, what's the remake, man? What's the worst remake? Hey, man. Man, you cannot. One movie you can't mess with. You can't mess with Taken. I mean. You cannot remake that movie. Once I got a particular set of skills, you, you can't do that. Taking two and taking three. Yeah, well, those are sequels. Just... That's a sequel. No, again, we're not remake. See, that would be they'd remake it, and they'd have like one of the current actors playing the role. Again, sir, a, a sequel is the second. Uh, it's, it's a follow-up to the movie they already made. A remake is when they revisit the movie with a completely different cast. I'll get. Can I give an example? <laughs> um, that's a, again, know the difference, listeners, between if you're on hold, a remake and a sequel. Uh, so this this remake not only <laughs> was terrible, it also killed an entire franchise, right. and that was The Mummy in 2017. Right. Because they were going to make the expanded universe, and it was so bad that they canceled the entire project. Yeah. That, Point was Break a, was, was a remake. Out. Point Break, it was horrible. Yes. Yes. And yes. again, they made it politically correct. They weren't bank robbers. They were altruistic eco-bank robbers to help the environment. Uh, good call, <laughs> Big O. And you know what? I didn't even know that mummy, that, that was a, I was aware of that. When was that? Tom Cruise, yeah. 2019, I want to say. 18, wow. 19? Okay. Yep. Had no idea. Kevin, you're up next on Sports Radio 92.9. The game is Dukes and Bell. What is the worst remake? Uh, for me, um, I don't know if you remember this one. This is going to be a little obscure. There's an original movie called Fright Night with Christian Randon. Yeah, yes. Um, the updated version with Colin Farrell made me want to puke. <laughs> the original it was, so was great. Yeah, the original was Roddy McDowell as a late night host of like the horror shows. Remember that? That was a great movie. It you was. When I was like, like in high school. Uh, yes. Yeah. It, yeah it, it dated. It's. It's. If you watch it now, it might not have yeah. the same of it, but it was a good movie. It's cute. Uh, one more. Chris is on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Chris, what is the worst hey. remake, man? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. One of my favorite actors is Vince Vaughn, but there's something that he and nobody should ever do, and that's do a remake of an Alfred Hitchcock yes. masterpiece. Yep. Mother! <laughs> yeah. They should have never remade yeah. Psycho. Man, you know, Vince, people get on Affleck sometimes for being a hack. I love Vince Vaughn because he's such a likable guy. We both met him and stuff, but, man, it's, some of those movies are tough, Carl. And that Psycho remake was the stupidest thing they ever thought of. I don't know if I even saw that remake of Nobody Psycho. Nobody saw it. You knew know how derivative it was going to be. Yeah. You know, Chris, come on. That's a good point. Great one. Hey, Abe's in here. He's coming up next, 7 o'clock. What do you got working, Abe? And what's yours, by the way? I had I had Psycho written down. A year before Psycho, they remade 12 Angry Men. Right. Great cast. Terrible. A couple years before that, they remade Bye Bye Birdie with Jason Alexander. Yep. Uh, and then more recently, Ben-Hur, RoboCop, and Judge Dredd. Right. I am. You're right, man. Judge Dread was. Come on, yeah, Dread. But the remake. The Carl was, Urban one wasn't bad. The remake was. No, crap. it wasn't. No, I didn't think so either. I thought that one was okay. I didn't think so either. I mean, Abe's in here just. The crushed problem that everybody. movie had was that it was a Disney R-rated movie at first, <laughs> and they couldn't do that, so they actually made it an R-rated movie the second time. No, That's a good I'm point. With, I'm with Abe on, on Judge Dread. I'm with you on that. First off, I've seen that movie like nine times. What? I watch it all the time. Oh yeah. So I still watch it. Right. 12 just, angry, they remade 12 Angry Men? TV movie. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Right. Terrible. All right, yeah. what you got working, man? Uh, this Kirk Cousin things kind of came out late today, and I'm very interested in this. Are you willing to pay 90 over two? No. I was. And that, now, if you break glass, 
if you're going to bounce around, if you can't consummate a deal with the Bears, unless you feel you can play the draft and win the and win the pick you want vis-a-vis a trade. But see, everybody's going one, two, three might lock us out of the quarterback we want. That's why the Kirk Cousins thing becomes a potential option. But I'm, I don't know, man. Achilles and locking in, and Carl. Then we get into cap hell again. Correct. Yeah, it's, we're uh, going to dive in all that. It's it's an issue. Abe, stay there. Mm. Uh, he's got you covered at seven o'clock. Big O, we got to get out of here and clear our throat. Dukes and Bella wrapping up another show, so it's time for Let Me Clear My Throat on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, thanks to Benjamin Albright for stopping by today. Tomorrow, Tori McElhaney is going to join us to talk some Falcons. Mark Slayer, stink to talk about these playoff games. The ratings were off the charts, by the way, and the Super Bowl. We'll get his thoughts on all the things that are going on. We'll keep our eye on the coaching hires and the Falcon staff as it continues to shape out. Uh, that is tomorrow. And, oh, by the way, we're live tomorrow at State Farm as the Hawks get ready for the Lakers as LeBron is in town. Hey, Big O, great job behind the glass. Turtle, our executive producer. Stay tuned. Abe's on the way. Mike Bell, clear your throat. Hey, man, we didn't get a chance to get to this today. A lot of Braves fans had a lot of fun, obviously, up at the ballpark this weekend as you're kicking off the season. Before you know it, pitches and catches a report. Uh, our man Grant McCauley had a nice tweet about this. Uh, long time and legendary Braves assistant coach. Later on, we to be a skipper in his own right. Uh, Jimmy Williams passed away at the age of 80 on Bobby Cox's staff from 91 to 96. Also managed Carl in uh, Toronto, Boston, and Houston. Four decades, Grant points out. And he was the guy at third base when that ball is hit out to the outfield when Sid slid. And obviously the amazing call from Skip. So uh, Jimmy Williams up in heaven now with Ted Williams and everybody else. He was a super nice guy. Um... And loved baseball, obviously. Old school dude. But he right. was, yeah, super nice guy. Hey, man, uh, as we leave tonight, Mike and I were talking about the hiring of offensive coordinator Zach Robinson. Listen, we don't know what this is going to look like, mm. but just know that Sean McVay promoted him to the passing game coordinator. And with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who was absolutely incredible, and Stafford, that passing game took off. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the play calling is going to be, but we've got to give everybody on this staff a chance to shake out and see how it's going to going to be. I don't want to rush to judgment, Mike, but if you're saying, hey, what's this Zach guy coming in here? Give it a chance. I think he did a really good job with the Rams, and I'm hoping he'll do a good job for us. Hey, if you love the show. You tell your friends. If you don't. You prefer Jason Momoa as Conan? You're dead to me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.